Wow, ears up in depth. Here we go. How's everybody doing out there? My name is Jason. I am your host. I'm here with Jeremy, my co-host and handsome friend. In studio, live in studio, Jeremy. This is the first in-depth that I've done in studio. That's true. This is the first depth, uh, first in-depth, yes, you're right. I don't know, I was trying to add something to it, but I'm still trying to recover from last night. This is like, this is like that deflated, like, uh, day after, (laughs) Sunday scaries, a little, a little regret. A little tired, a, a little, little shaky. Yeah. Day. Well, also, it's the discovery for you specifically. It's the discovery of what you did last night. Yeah, sure. Um, so, if anybody follows Spectro Radio on Instagram, our young friend Jeremy here went live <laughs> yeah. at one in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, what- <laughs> which is never a good thing, uh, especially after a day of drinking. We just uh, obviously, if, if you hadn't heard or didn't know for whatever reason, we just got done with our Christmas spectacular yesterday we did that so jeremy flew in here from uh, the east coast and uh we did a bunch of shows and then stayed on the couch and got even drunker right and and we sang so yeah if you ever do see that notification come up that spectral radio is live and it's anytime after midnight please (laughs) ignore it just don't don't do it (laughs) do me and you a favor and stay away yeah. So I've deleted that video. You did? Yeah. Oh, I man. Did. It's, it's not did. bad. Yeah. It's not great. Well, it's not. No, it's not. It's not the great content we've come to expect from <laughs> SpectroRadio.us. But, That's right. Um, it was still fun. I don't yeah, know. We had a good time. We did have a good time and uh, stayed up way too long and got up way too early. Alice decided. My cat decided not to let me sleep. And then Alice decided not to let me sleep. So yeah. it was a weird night. I'm tired and uh, hungover. But we're going to push on through and... Go get some drinks after this. It's the only way to keep going. <laughs> you is. just have to keep it going. Uh, speaking of going, do you want to go first or should I go first? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. All right, why not? Get going. There has been some uh, issues over in France. Oh, I love issues. I, issues and boundaries <laughs> and secrets. I love it. Uh, trouble, people are having trouble getting to Disneyland Paris right now. So we talked, okay. actually, about how Hong Kong Disneyland has experienced Drastic drops in attendance due to the unrest in the city. Oh. Um, but it appears that's not the only international Disney park beset by these troubles. Uh, guests looking to go to Disneyland Paris have experienced difficulties. Massive French protests against French President Emmanuel Macron's overall or proposed overhaul mm. of the country's retirement system has brought mass transit there to a near standstill. So no one's going anywhere. Okay. Um, a father from the UK explained about their trip. Uh, it was a surprise for my eldest daughter, who is eight next week. She's absolutely heartbroken. We should have arrived at Paris 9.30 a.m. local time, but now we will arrive at 5 p.m. local time on the same day. We've been at the airport. Wow. We had no idea of the strike. Um, another mother in similar dire straits said, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> no, a nightmare is not being able to feed yourself. Like right. that's a nightmare. Getting a slight inconvenience because you can't be in Disneyland Paris as soon as you want. <laughs> she said, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> come on." She said, "I booked with hate. Whatever. Blah blah blah. This doesn't matter. Uh, we are losing a day in Disneyland Paris." We booked this as a surprise, and my daughter is in floods of tears. Floods. <laughs> Flo- floods. 
Um, then, I feel like by now you should have maybe taught your daughter how to deal with disappointment. I mean, if she's if she had floods of tears and crying the entire day, right? That's there's you know maybe something going on. I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm I mean, gonna judge these people. I have no idea about their circumstance, which is not okay to do. Kids, don't oh. judge people without knowing their circumstances. Investigate fully, then judge them. That's how it works. Or, or yeah, um, like me, I, I just read a little bit, mm-hmm. a tweet. And then I judge. Yeah. And I judge forever. <laughs> uh, but don't do that. Don't no. be like me. That's right. <laughs> the nationwide French general strike has seen the grounding of airplanes, a stop to mail delivery, and the closure of schools in addition to train strikes. And it is still unclear when they will end. Um, so people having some trouble. But the strike alone is not the only reason people have been having difficulty getting to Disneyland Paris. Okay. Sheer stupidity isn't sitting on the sidelines in this. I love it. A British family, the Greys, and their five-year-old son missed their easy jet flight to Paris because they queued in the wrong line at the airport. Uh, despite arriving... <laughs> so you told me not to judge, right? And I've yeah. already used the words sheer stupidity. Despite arriving at the airport at 4.30 a.m., they missed their flight due to what they called poor signage. Mm, okay. I don't even know why this is a new story. <laughs> That's true. Someone wrote an entire article about someone not being able to read the signs. Right. And then I thought that was so great that I decided to bring it to here. (laughs) The family had been standing waiting for the fast track guest to board, but never heard their gate called. They assumed that the boarding was just behind schedule. After a few minutes and all the passengers cleared out of the area, they finally caught a clue (laughs) and went up to the desk to ask about boarding. And when they got there, they were closing the doors and they were told it's too late. So I feel that is sort of rude, though. They were closing the doors, right. meaning the plant. They they could have opened the door again for these people. I mean, yeah. they're right there. They the plane <laughs> hasn't left. They didn't go to taxi. It's right there. Right. Still. They don't take off that fast. Yeah. Uh. So the family did end up making <laughs> again. Uh. The family did make end up making it to Disneyland after having to pay two hundred and forty four. Uh, British pound sterling on a flight later that day. Can you imagine having to pay not even three hundred dollars for three more seats, which so like basically got on the plane on another plane for yeah. less than a hundred dollars each? Yeah. Um, their five-year-old son Oliver was left in tears, oh. and the family's grandmother described them as devastated. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't mean to laugh, but I mean, come on. We we need to start putting meaning in back into words. Not everything is awesome. Not everything is epic. Not everything is devastating. Right. There's some devastating stuff happening in the world. Missing your flight and then getting on a later flight the same day is not devastating. Yeah, and and yeah. only paying three hundred dollars. I mean, if you book a, a same day flight, usually yeah. you're going to pay a lot more than that. And that was for three seats. So yeah. I, I I don't have a lot of sympathy sympathy for them. Um, the gentleman claims EasyJet staff told him it had not done a last call on the um, on the flight because of a silent airport policy. Um, what? I don't know. I've never heard of that. What, a silent airport policy? That's what they've got over there in Bristol. Oh, okay. Apparently. A spokesperson for EasyJet stated, We are sorry to hear that the Greys and his, uh, Mr. Gray and his family missed their flight. <laughs> Unfortunately, they arrived too late and all other passengers had boarded. We held the gate open longer than usual to try and accommodate any passengers who had not yet arrived. However, the family did not present themselves during this time. So... 
whether it is general strikes or just not paying attention to the signs, people are not getting to Disneyland Paris. No. So maybe this is a good time to go over there and uh, avoid crowds. Yeah. Crowds of stupid people. (laughs) And I mean, I've I've never missed a flight. I've not gotten on flights because I've had like severe anxiety (laughs) breakdown. But I missed one flight and I shouldn't have missed it. But even though I just said I didn't, miss yeah, it, really, I did. We got to the gate. We got to we got to the baggage check in half an hour before the flight. Like we were gonna miss it because everything was late. It was when we we're going on our cruise. I talked about it all too many times, probably on this dumb show, but several years ago with a bunch of friends from work and um, it was for work. And we were waiting for everyone to pick up. Finally, everyone shows up. And we're like, okay, let's get in the car. Let's go. We have half an hour to check our bags and get to the gate. It was, I think, on American, actually, where they have a 45-minute check-in window. Right. Where if you're not there 45 minutes before boarding, you're gone. Like, they, right. they stop checking in bags. Yeah. We didn't know this. I had no idea. I've never heard of that before. Usually, it's half an hour. Or uh, it, Anyway, they said, no, you can't. So we had to stay in the airport for 12 hours, and we caught a red eye out. Oh, Or maybe dear. it was eight. I think it was eight. 12 is an exaggeration. I think it was eight. We spent all day in SFO. Ooh. We were very drunk, but um, like Bev got a pedicure, I think. Uh, my friend uh, Doc and I got haircuts and just wow, just toured, went through all the terminals. It was a lovely time. I had a good time, oddly enough, even though it was in an airport. But um, it, I mean, I guess you can always underplan. So I sort of feel bad for these people because that's never fun to miss an, a, a flight. But I wasn't devastated. And no. just was like, oh, that stinks that now I have to sit here for eight hours in the airport. Nobody wants to stay in the airport. I, I like to get the airport early. Not eight hours early, man. That's not cool. Devastated is a harsh word. Annoyed, disappointed, yeah. inconvenienced, but devastation is definitely not the word. I would never get a haircut in an airport because I can't get a haircut without immediately going and taking a shower. I would think that too, but I don't remember having that like issue. They controlled the errant hairs very well. Wow. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. I had a good time. Speaking of uh, people having a good time, that's not you or, my, not you or me, Jeremy. Uh, 2019 has been a very busy year for the Disney box office. We had a Dumbo live-action remake, Avengers Endgame, which completes the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, I believe. Uh, Aladdin live-action remake. Toy Story 4, which is, don't even worry about it. Lion King, live action remake. Lady and the Tramp, live action remake. Captain Marvel and Frozen 2, so far, and still to come in a couple days is Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, which opens, I think, on the 19th. Oh, right. Yeah. So uh, what does this mean for Disney, Jeremy? Instead, uh, in addition to just live-action remakes of all of their classics, uh, they are the first company to surpass the 10 billion mark at the box office. 10 billion with a B, setting the record for the most money generated in a calendar year by any one studio. And that also shatters the previous record set back in 2016 of 7.6 billion, which was also Disney. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Well, I have a question, though. All right, go ahead. Because it's by one studio. Is the money that they would have... So they bought Fox, right? Yes, that's correct. So does the money that they bought from Fox count towards that? If they hadn't have bought Fox, would they still have gotten to the $10 billion, I guess? Yes. They would have. Yeah, so all of those... Oh uh, all word. of the uh, movies I just 
named right. were all Disney movies, That's true. and that got them to the ten bill. So you got Frozen Two, which has raked in about uh, nine hundred and twenty million dollars so far. I actually got a text this morning. Yeah, it has as of today. It's a it's past a billion. Oh my god! Just, this is this is like late breaking, right? Here. Yeah, good gravy. Avengers Endgame uh, raked in two point seven nine eight billion dollars, which I'm glad they were rounding to the nearest thousandth. Um, <laughs> the Lion King one point six five six billion. Captain Marvel, which I saw and I didn't like. I just I didn't like it. I couldn't vibe with it. I turned it off. One point one three billion dollars. Toy Story 4, again, didn't like it, but I watched the whole thing, actually. Uh, $1.074 billion, and Aladdin, $1.51 billion. So is that the success mark now? If you don't make a billion on a movie, is it like, what's the point? I fe- No, because you can still make your money back. You know, it just depends right. on if your budget's in control or whatever. It's, But this is sort of what we've been talking about in a couple other uh, news stories here on the show and then what you've been reading you know in addition to that is there are film houses and, and movie companies that are they want disney to break up because they have so much control over the box office right every screen has a disney movie on it whether it's um frozen 2 or uh soon to be star wars right it's just they're they're, they're taking over the market share and so it's frustrating people because it is hard to put butts in seats. Nobody's – well, I, I say nobody even though they're making $10 billion. <laughs> no one's going. Yeah, no one's going to the theaters <laughs> I feel like. It's it's very expensive to go and you know, unless the – you know, unless the the movie has a big draw, it's hard to get. It's just like our story from last time um, in in Korea. People are suing for, right. to break up that monopoly of of screens. It's harder to get people to go and see art films or indie films or or lower marketed movies, lower budgeted movies, even because you only have a certain amount of time in the day. You're gonna you're gonna go see these bigger movies. Sure. You know what I wonder is who wrote the book of love. <laughs> It's like you read my mind. It's so weird. (laughs) I do that. Um, What I wonder is how many individual tickets are being sold. So what I'm getting at is, okay, they're making a billion. But like you said, it's because they're very expensive to go see. So if you were to take how many tickets Snow White sold and how many tickets, you know, like instead of measuring it in the cash taken in, but actually just number of tickets sold that's what i want to know how many people are going and viewing it not how much cash it's bringing in um i mean obviously you get they they make their money and money not in ticket stubs but i would just be interested to know like how much the price of it is affecting the success of these yeah and i'm trying to find right now on the old google machine what that even is um i don't think that they rate on tickets because ticket price just is is really the same thing right but ticket price also varies from theater to theater. So is it a matinee or is it an evening showing? And that's going to make right. a difference too. Like so I, re- I don't know. I remember in – I think when I did the music of Mary Poppins on the main show, um, there was a figure or a statistic that said if a movie ticket in 1965 or 1964 cost what it did today, it would actually still be the number one – or, or it would be better than The Lion King or something. Yeah. Infl- There's some statistics. Inflation math like that always sort of confounds me. It's just – it's a weird thing to to talk about and it's also like, well, it's sort of one of those pointless exercises I guess. 
Because what does that do for anybody? I don't know. I'm not not that you shouldn't have brought it up. I apologize if it comes across like that. No, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. um, I mean, I'm completely offended. Yeah, and I'm calling well, my Uber, it's which like, is you, by the way. It's like uh, <laughs> like you see these articles on like a CNBC or whatever. If you had invested ten dollars in Disney stock, this is how much you have today. Why is this news? It just right. it does nothing. It does nothing for me. So I guess I maybe that's why I don't understand it because I, I don't understand the point of it. Right. Um, but that is it is very interesting. Um. Yeah. Like, what percent of the population is going to see these movies? Yeah. I want to know only because it like makes me sleep at night, and I can go to bed knowing Mary Poppins is still the best. Yeah, it it would be interesting to to know all of that because, well, as you say, the ticket prices are let's say fifteen bucks. If people are paying fifteen dollars for tickets, are are what what are the butts in the seats? That you want to know how many people have gone to see it, not how Correct. much money it's made. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Well, me too. Well, all right. Good luck finding that out. Okay. So $10 billion, that's a lot of money. We can, we can both agree on that. But that number does not include all of the titles released under the newly acquired Fox Studios. Ah. Taking those into account, the current year-to-date box office would be more like $12 billion. So only two more billion? Yeah. I mean, it's... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's still a lot. That's still a lot. But it's, I mean, two billion for an entire entire studio is not a ton. But I don't think really Fox is is rele- they're releasing some stinkers like that Order of the Phoenix X Men movie that didn't do well. Ha- oh. They've had some bombs, yeah. And that also, I, I think, sort of highlights the the disproportionate amount of attention Disney studio movies get versus other studios. And this right. is why people are kind of upset. I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with him being upset, but whatever. I'm uh, devastated, actually. <laughs> you look devastated. <laughs> We've talked a bit before in these segments about how important the international market is to feature films. And here's a great example of that. So of the $12 billion that Disney has made this year, only $3.8 billion of that was taken in domestic releases. Oh, wow. Leaving $8.14 billion to be made overseas. That's a huge number, and this is why you hear about studios censoring movies for, like, Chinese markets. Right. Stuff like that. And you'll go, why are they doing that? I don't understand. Because they have a lot more money to be made overseas than they do here. There's a lot more people outside of the States, which is hard to believe, but true. Yeah. Well, I remember when Disney went through, like, during World War II, Disney had a tough time because, and and they blamed World War II on why, like, Pinocchio, for example, didn't Mm -hmm. make a lot of money because it never showed in Europe because they Mm -hmm. were closed off to the whole European uh, movie-making, or movie-watching public. Oh, that makes sense. Remember that. Uh, Some market watchers are paying attention to 2020, however, and doubting if Disney can make another solid run at their record. So in 2020... You don't have these big-time movie releases. You don't have a Frozen or a Toy Story or Star Wars. We have There's none of that on the slate. They have Jungle Cruise. That's coming in May 2020, which well, I'm sure will do well. I sure. don't know if it'll make a billion dollars, but you know, we'll see. Uh, Mulan, the live-action uh, remake of Mulan will come out. Uh, something oh, the, A Black Widow movie, which is a Marvel character. I think that's what it is. The Eternals, I don't know. Onward, I don't know. Soul. I don't know. I don't know what that Raya is. Raya and the Last Dragon? Eh, I have no okay. idea. We'll draw crowds to theaters. Not to mention, there's a collection of Fox titles coming out next year, like Free Guy. Okay. West Side Story. They're doing a West Side Story. All right. And The King's Man. I don't know. Don't know. It's sort of the point. So 
while 2019 is a huge, a monster stellar yeah. year for Disney. 2020 might not. You know, I would wonder if they'd even get to the 2016 levels of seven point whatever billion. Yeah, listen to us. Listen, we to are us. experts. Yeah, we are. We're projecting right now. Well, I don't know. I haven't. I've been to the movies recently. I haven't seen previews for any of those things. <laughs> you know, what did you see previews for, or what did you see in the movies, in the movie theaters? Oh, the A Good Liar. It was uh, Helen Mirren. I don't know. It was not good. No, <laughs> it's a bad, a good, bad movie about a good liar. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I do think from from a fiscal standpoint in terms of how they're set up, I think we're actually in Disney's next fiscal year. So I think Frozen 2 and this new Star Wars movie will count for them fiscally in the new year. Yeah, I think fiscally, but I think box office is different. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, well, that's interesting. Which is weird. Everyone should get on the same friggin' calendar. I know. Same time zones, same calendars. Just sync everything up, please. Sync it all up. Yeah. You want us to be on the same time zone? Well, that would be easier from a recording standpoint. Well, yeah, I guess not time zone. Um, uh, daylight savings. That's what I yes. meant to say. We got to get rid of that We got to get rid of that. I no one it. likes it. No one likes it. All right. Well, you know, Disney is always trying to increase our immersion. You always hear that when there's a new attraction or a new ride. It's always about, oh, immersion. And that's what they tout. Uh, it seems for some guests, Disney is not doing enough to immerse them, Jason. Mm. Uh, last week, two young males at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom were seen in footage that went out on social media last Saturday climbing onto the stage of the Carousel of Progress. Oh, good. In the, in the opening scene. Good. The we 19- need more of this. <laughs> you like this? I don't know, man. <laughs> One young man who in the clip appears, at least in my expert eyes, mm. my judgmental expert eyes, to be under the influence of something. Okay. Grabs the butter churn. In the 1900s scene, before another young male comes up behind him to pull him off the stage, the boy trips, knocks over the butter churn, damaging the prop, mm-hmm. uh, and then face plants on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen this, but now I desperately want to. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, at this point, the other young male tries to lift him up and drag him off the stage while a female from the audience approaches the stage, and then the footage ends. Mm. Uh, a tweet from at Star Dazed Florida, who claimed to be on the attraction at the time, claimed the boy actually tried to jump out the fake window and believes he was, quote, tripping big time. <laughs> well, we can say that he tripped. He was tripping because yeah. he tripped. That's we watched true. it. Yeah. Uh, I suppose it's possible he wasn't doing drugs. And perhaps he, you know, maybe he's uh, special needs or something. But he didn't mm. seem to be accompanied by an adult. So I. Do have some doubts about that. Yeah. Uh, the butter churn was damaged during the incident, but the Twitter account Carousel of Progress Love reported five days ago that the butter churn has been repaired oh, and God is bless. now back on stage. Wow. The, what a day. What an, an age to live in right now where we get butter churn news. Butter churn news. Uh, I wonder people, when there's going to be a parody account called like the Carousel of Progress Butter Churn. We have to get on that right now. <laughs> I'm fine, everyone. Here we go. We're going around again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all sealed up. <laughs> um, I think some people were even devastated by this. It is, it is very devastating. <laughs> some reports from guests indicate that they were unable to leave the attraction for three more shows. So this, what this pro- caused, they couldn't exit, I guess, and they had to go around three more times the carousel. Oh, no. I, hell no. no. I mean, I like Carousel of Progress. It's cool. Sure. But you're not – you're technically you're kidnapping me. 
You could. There's an emergency <laughs> stop to stop that thing to get me off the ride. You don't need to have me on that ride for three more turns. There's no. I don't believe it. There's no way. Yeah. That's, t- that's tough. That's yeah. a long time. Carousel of Progress, of course, was initially developed for the 1964 World's Fair. It then went to Disneyland until 1973 before reopening in the Magic Kingdom in 1975, where it has remained since. And now people are just clamoring to get on that stage. <laughs> so immersion, that's what we want. Well, you talk about immersion, and I think that dovetails nicely ah. into this. Uh, Disney is betting big on interactivity in the parks. Connecting guests to unique experiences through the Play Disney Parks app seems to be the number one priority in parks, with Disney releasing digital and sometimes real-life rewards for claiming certain achievements within the app. Have you done any of the Play Disney Parks stuff? No. Yeah. You, like, play little dumb games or, like, mazes or whatever, and then you get this little digital badge. But sometimes if you, you know, listen to the, the um, like, the Disney Facebook page or whatever, it's like, oh, complete this achievement. And then come and get your button, because everything's about buttons now, right? Oh, not, I don't need any yeah. more buttons. Well, apparently you do, if you, but only you can only get it through the Play Disney Parks app or whatever. Well, aren't these games a big battery drain on my phone? Yeah, but you, that's why you get a fuel rod. Oh, all right. Everything, True. everything just it circles all, back. Yeah, it they, all connects. They have this Ouroboros of of you know <laughs> of ways to spend money. <laughs> you know, well, you, I don't, I don't need fuel rods because I don't do anything on my phone. Well, let's do uh, Disney Parks Play apps. Okay, well then now you're gonna need fuel rods. Right, man. Uh, it's a circle. It's a hoop that doesn't end. That's right. Uh, well, that's a hoop. Hmm. That's a hoop. What's a hoop? Well, it's a circle that doesn't end. Yeah. You said well, those it's are a the, hoop that doesn't end. It's a hoop is the same thing. Right. Well, those yeah. are the, It's like saying assless chaps. Chaps are inherently assless. Well, the reason I said I that... Why. The reason I said that is because those are the lyrics to the song from Pocahontas. Oh, God. In a circle, in a hoop that doesn't end. In a hoop that doesn't end. Yeah. I feel like putting the word hoop in a, a lyric is just... Hack. Well, you know, they were all high off of Circle of Life, so they thought that that worked, so they were trying to throw that in there, too. Yeah, a little callback. All right, gotcha. (laughs) Well, one of the latest additions to the in-parks games list takes place in the Indiana Jones queue of Disneyland, which, I mean, as if you needed something else to do besides look around and admire the artistry that is the queue for Indiana Jones. Right. It makes no sense of all the places to put an app would not be Indiana Jones. To me, it would be like Winnie the Pooh. Or You want to get people into these rides that they're not in in the first place. Why are you giving people in Indiana Jones something to do? Right. And what I don't understand is it's dark and cavernous in there. The last thing we need is more people with a bright-ass screen. This is something that people need to learn. <laughs> if you're on your phone in the parks, and I've gone over this with you people so many times over the years, Turn the brightness on your phone screen down if you're going to be on your phone. I understand. It's like we're a connected world now. I get it. You, you, you're addicted to your phone. You can't get off of it. I bet you can't. I bet you can't. Turn the brightness down. Yeah. Turn the brightness down. Please. Yeah. It's a dark environment. You're supposed to let your eyes adjust to the cool stuff around you. I agree with you. I've actually said something to someone before on Pirates. Yeah? Pirates is the worst. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Maybe because you're there with someone for like eight minutes or whatever, just, you know, in the same car, and you're like, can you just not with that? Yeah. What did they say? What did you say? I said, can you knock it off with the phone? 
And then they put it down. They doused it. Ah, so they doused it. <laughs> they put the flame out. Yeah, I think Libby was mortified. <laughs> she was with me. Uh, no matter how many times I see the inside of the Indiana Jones building, I cannot help but look up and just stare at everything. It's such a well, it's such a beautiful, uh, beautiful cue. Well, thanks to Play Disney, you can give your neck a break, Jeremy, with the all-new game called Indiana Jones Adventure, The Gifts of Mara. Okay. Yeah. In it, you must use the app to decode the mysterious glyphs inside the queue, and in doing so, you'll be rewarded with not only a backstory on Mara, which everybody loves a backstory, but you'll be rewarded with a segment of a map. Okay. Okay. If you finish map segments, or maybe it's the whole map, it wasn't too clear, you'll receive a special message from Mara herself. Who is this Mara? You speak of, uh, you know, when you go on Indiana Jones and yeah. you like look into the eyes of the big statue. Yes, that's Mara. Okay, yeah, um, that sounds exciting, right? Sure. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no. Yeah, uh, the app should automatically again turn the brightness down on people's phones when they start to play the thing. It should dim, should dim everybody, help everybody out. That's a good idea. But anyway, so if you're into the uh, Play Disney app. Uh, and you love Indiana Jones but hate looking at stuff that's beautiful, <laughs> you can be on your phone now and win special digital gifts. I don't know. Maybe. Here's another chance to bury your nose in that screen for a little <laughs> more time. Uh, well, yeah. I have a question. Right. People already move through the queue kind of slowly. If you're looking off here, how is this slowing down the queues at all because people are like, you know, not paying attention and moving up? I mean, I would think that I would think that you get more people not paying attention to their surroundings, but I don't know if it does really any cue damage because it's like, oh, can you can you just you know move forward four or five steps? So maybe it just right, you know, maybe by thirty seconds or something. Right. But I don't think it's like a big impact. So it's gaps, but you're still gonna get there when you get there. They're not. I yeah. think. Yeah. I mean, unless yeah, you subscribe to like the 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 traffic theory, you know, the theory of traffic, where if you if you hit your brakes or you pump your brakes at all like in traffic it sort of creates that cascading wave right back and that can travel a mile behind right. you so if you hit your brakes for no reason and other people are stopping it just goes it's cut so by the time you get up to where that person hit their brakes there's no more there's no more traffic because sort of that's how long it takes for everything to kind of catch up so maybe oh. there is some sort of residual uh people are sticking out of the queue Lot more than they would because right. there are these gaps that just have to, you know, keep filling in. But I mean, I, I can't. I imagine it's negligible. I would think though. I'm sure they're not sending empty cars. You know, like the right. lo- at the loading plat place, the loading place, <laughs> the loading place, a uh, laughing place, the laughing place. Called, yeah. I'm sure they're not like, oh, everybody's stuck in the queue and we have to send these cars through empty because they're all back there. Like that's not happening. <laughs> no. I don't think so. Well, I they, think I mean, fine. that happens normally, I think like in uh, the Omnimover rise, you know, like um, Mermaid does that or Haunted Mansion will do that. If you just don't step up in time, that just, I mean, right. but it doesn't matter. It's yeah. not stopping anything. Right. Exactly. You know? Well, that's all I have, Jeremy. That's all I have, except oh. that I want to take your idea and annoy people on the road by tapping my brakes. I think so you should I'm gonna do that. my idea. <laughs> I love having that idea. All right. Well, thank you, Jeremy. This is our second one for the month. I have no idea. I can't remember either. No. I think it is. I think so. We're done for the month. We'll see you in January. <laughs> yeah, we're done. Right? If we're not done for the month, uh, we're going to take this time off for a little reflection. <laughs> that's right. Um, and actually, before we get out of here, I do want to remind you guys of Concy Ears. You can go to concyears.com and have somebody who's uh, better trained than Jeremy or I, which is hard to believe, 
plan your next Disney vacation. They go Disney Cruises, Disneyland Paris, Walt Disney World. They do the Disney Runs, Disneyland. If you've never been to any of these places or if you hate planning for yourself, which I can't stand doing all that stuff, use Concierge. Go to concierge.com. Let them help you out. They will book reservations for you for dinner. They will book hotel reservations. They'll book flight reservations. They'll do all of that nonsense for you. And there's no additional charge for that. They charge exactly what Disney would charge you for all that stuff. That's the piece that's so astounding. Something for free associated with Disney. I like that. And you don't even have to use their travel service. You can just buy tickets from them. Wow. It doesn't matter. But once you're in that sort of family that they have going on over there... You're going to want to keep using their services because it's so much more. If you're in the park, you bought a ticket from them. Hey, I really want to eat at this place, a Steakhouse 55, but I just I can't be on my phone to do this. I got to go ride a ride. Oh, no problem. We'll see what we can do for you. Yeah. It's good stuff. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time.